David Osikin is in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Mainline and Kroger Percussion. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Mainline located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison, I'd like to thank Kroger Percussion at krogerpercussion.com at a backslash ITP and it'll bring you to a website. You'll get a 5% discount. Call Eric Metz at 215 669 8588. That's KrogerPercussion.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the David Osikinen In the Pocket podcast. And uh, I'm really thrilled about today. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, uh, because of, we got a wonderful guest, and uh, and I have a great co-host this week. My buddy Freddie B is joining me. Hi, Fred. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hello. hey man. And 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 this was this is uh, our guest today was suggested to me by uh, by Fred because we were you know because I'm a big fan of Eric Johnson. Oh my. And 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 we he's a monster Philly drummer and he does a lot of stuff all over the place and and you know when you look him up and you watch his videos and you see why and uh and uh his reputation is you know just fantastic. And um so hey, welcome aboard Eric. It's great to have you, buddy. Thank hey, you. Yeah. Cheers, man. Welcome to in the pocket, man. It's cool. Very yeah, nice. I'm a, I'm a, we're, we're both big fans of your playing, and uh, and uh, you know I I, rem- I remember that I think the first time, and I don't know if we ever met before, but I was walking down Broad Street. Do you remember that day you were with a student? You were with a student, and I was walking down the street, and you went, uh, "Hey, you introduced yourself to me," and I don't know was did we ever meet before then? Because we did, I don't remember, but but. You you came up and you were just so cool, and you were with this young cat that you were give you were from your from the college, and uh, we had a nice chat. And then I saw you play, and I was like, "Wow, man!" I mean, I heard I heard you know your stuff obviously on on recordings, but you know it's a different thing when when you see somebody. Right. So I, I remember meeting you there, and uh, I was I was yeah. really nice, man. You know, I, I think I was with a great Philly drummer named Dylan Mulcahy that day. Oh, yeah. Who's Mercury's sure. cousin. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Dylan's great drummer. a very dear friend of mine, a wonderful songwriter. And um, we're actually going to do a record of his here in my uh, studio. Nice. I yeah. should have house before this, man. I didn't realize the screen was so wide. Well, <laughs> well that's all right. Listen, man, you're a working musician. And yeah. that's like, look, I got, if you, you know, I don't have my, my, I have a little work station area in my home. I'm in my, my, uh, this is mostly my wife's office here. That's pretty cool. But there's like a, like a little, uh, a Roland TD 17 drum kit over to my left here. And, uh, and I got right driver drives are nuts. Cause there's a, there's actually a, a Slingerland 1943 26-inch Slingerland bass drum I'm looking at, and then there's a cocktail kit over here, and then to my right, I, I, I get I get relegated to this little room that is um, my my room where I have a, a kit set up, and I have a, a Roland X8P that I use as my interface and Pro Tools, and I do my whole thing. But we have, and it's a freaking mess in there, man. But. Uh, she won't walk in, you know, so <laughs> she flips out, you know, she's, she's like, oh my God, I can't, you can do it. But I'm, you know, it's organized chaos for some reason. I like it like that, you know, so it's cool. Yeah. You, know? you staying busy. Uh, yeah, thankfully. Um, after about 15 months during COVID where I lost all my gigs, you know, I'm sure we all did. I mean, yeah. I lost probably 125 yeah. gigs in the course of a week, like the third week of March, it was just like an, an onslaught of emails. Like this whole calendar's gone. This whole calendar's gone. I but, remember. <laughs> you know, it was okay though. I mean, yeah. to tell you the truth, I didn't really do a whole lot musically over my 15 months of COVID. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of went into a bit of a tailspin and sort of oh, regathered yeah. myself and, yeah. uh, 
when things started to come back, I got really fired up about music again. And luckily, right you know, staying busy and, uh, wow. Isn't it funny though? You, you said you got fi refired up about with me about music again. You know because I, I suffer from a little bit of um, man, oh, let's let's be clear, mental illness. <laughs> you say I do. I get depressed sometimes. I get it's like not a you know, and like it it's so common, and sure. more people talk about it. But I I I uh, I. I you know, I, it took a long time for me to figure it out, but you know, I, but now that I know what's going on and I know what what's what's happening, you know, the I over the E, uh, uh, my feelings are not fact. I don't want to get into therapy and stuff like that, but but I know what it's like, and sometimes I gotta like just pull myself out of, away from it, and then it come back and it, yeah. it's fresh again. You know, it, it feels good. I mean, I got at the same thing, like Freddie, same thing probably happened. We, you know, we oh, all sure. lost gigs. I mean, um, you know, I've been, you know, you probably know, I mean, I've been playing drums with the Hooters for 42 years and 40th, we were supposed to do a 40th anniversary tour two years ago. And every, you know, every, uh, you know, every year, you know, these last couple of years, it's getting canceled, like your stuff getting canceled. And, you know, that wears on your brain, you know, and I, yeah. I had to find... I had to finally figure out a way to cope with all that kind of stuff because every day it was like bad news, yep. you know? Yeah. And you got to pull yourself together. I know Freddie was doing a lot of, uh, you know, teaching and I was reading and playing. Practicing. Well, listen. I was practicing. Man. What a concept. Oh, well, my God. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing that I, I, I've been really impressed by, I was watching your, your videos one in particular that really knocked me out, uh, where you were playing along, you were talking about playing along with a sequencer, and you talked about the uh, uh, people recording with a click track. Back, you know, it's all you know, practice with a click. But then now technology allows us to play with, you know, samples or, you know, a loop. You're talking about playing with a loop, and it, it's brilliant. You put up the video, and, and you're playing to the to the loop, and you fire it up, man. You got you do some things that are really, like, gaddish, you um, know? Yeah, really, really, really beautiful, man. And uh, you, got, you have that uh, ability to, you know, you know, you subdivide and you multiply in your head through the music, which is pretty cool, man. I was never my forte doing that. I was always lock it down and go that, but you were, you were able to, you know, I love the way you play, um, uh, uh, you know, over the bar and do things like that. You do beautiful stuff, man. And that, that loop is just knock me out. Did you see that Fred? The video no, I have to check it out. Have to check it out. Look I've it up. seen it live though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you play with our friend Kevin Hansen, uh, yeah. which is a, is a brilliant player, and he does a lot of work. I mean, that guy is like a a fabulous, you know, player. And then he's also a great reader. He's a he's a schooled cat, but he's one of these guys that you nothing's ever sterile. You know, that's what's really beautiful about but you know you're playing and his playing they you know and you guys playing a band together you know great minds think alike and you got together and uh you make some beautiful music and and uh uh now i'm probably going to go all over the place cuz i'm a bit add and, uh i was just going to say real quick we can't forget our good friend mr jim steger there's the third piece of the puzzle. Oh, bass. oh uh, in, yeah. in bass player. And, and, and that's a, a, is that the fractals? And yes. And Huffman. You're right. And Huffman. Oh, Craig Hill. Oh, you mean Craig so the, the, the three guys in that band also went on to do the fractals? Wow. See, uh, when that whole thing, like, you know how I, I never knew Huffman was a Philly band? Uh. I, I lived in Southern California for 20 years. Right. And when, when you guys started happening, I found out. I dug your band from afar. I was living in Southern California. Right. And then I, I think I came out here and somebody told me, oh, they're from Philadelphia. Right? That was a nice, you know, yeah. all right, you know. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that thing with the Huffman? I'll tell you how it all, I'll tell you the brief story of how it all happened. Um, so I knew Jim Stager, the bass player in college, and I also knew Craig, the singer. Craig and I were in, 
horrific ensemble. It was just the worst ensemble together in college. But in my freshman year of college, I was in Larry McKenna's like oh. art bop group. Yeah. And Jim was doing his very last class and he was he was playing electric bass in that band. So I met him and um the first thing we did together was we went to see Living Color at oh. the Owls at the Owl's Nest or whatever yeah. it was called, like the yeah, place. Yeah. Was, I, wow. And um Corey, right? Corey Glover, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I just hung with him not too long ago in Mexico. Did you really? Yeah, he came out. He, it was a nice surprise. We were playing. He played the night before we were playing, and he came out to the show, uh, and he, he watched us play, and we hung out afterwards, and what a super guy, man. Cool guy. Yeah, cool guy. But anyway, so I was playing some jazz, and then I played some some wedding gigs with Jim, and then um, I met Kevin. when he, he Kevin moved here in 90. I want to say 91 with Chuck Israels, who was Bill Evans's bass player in the sixties. Yeah. Chuck's like this uber genius musician arranger. So he came here when Chuck was the artist in residence for a year. So I played some jazz trio gigs, one of which was with a great Philly bass player, Conrad Korsh, who's oh, been yeah. with uh, Rod yeah. Stewart for I years. Am. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and Kevin and I, the first time we met, we played a trio gig together. And he had just come to Philly. I said, well, let's get in the car, man. I'll take you for a tour of the town. So we got in the car, and I had the Royal Scam, Steely Dan. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, Dan, that's my shit. And so we were, like, singing harmonies together and driving. Oh, <laughs> instantly, like, you know, my brother that I'd never met before. Oh, that's great. Love it. That's awesome. Then they, Kevin and Jim were playing with Craig. And then they said, hey, you should come do this gig with us at this place in Maniunk that I know you guys probably remember, Casa Mexicana. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God. We were called Craig and the Eggs. <laughs> called Craig Elkins <laughs> and Meat. And then we became Huffamoose. So we formed in March of 93. In May of 93, we put out, um, a, like, an EP that we recorded direct to two-track DAT tape. Uh, tells you how long ago this was. And then in... Yeah. 93 we did our indie record by october the next year we played woodstock 94 and by october of 94 we were signed to interscope so it was like ah. less than a half wow crazy wow. and you i know, just want that's how i met you we were texting about this earlier yep i got invited to the warehouse the studio Right. Where, where the famous Andy Newmark incident happened. <laughs> he, 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 he tell you that story? Yes, he listened to it. Yeah. So uh, the guy that they were working with, I guess I was working with the disc makers, mm. he invited me, working with on a project, that is, mm. Dean Tierra, he invited me down to your session. Right. And that's, I walked in, and actually you were out in the room cutting a track, and... The rest of the band was in the control room. And that's when I met you guys. You were like 19, 20 years old. Wow. Wow. That is cool. And I was like blown away. Uh -huh. I was like, what the? How, uh, how, how, how old? What? Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. 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 That's that, so cool. That was the second record I ever did. The first record I ever did, I was 20. Uh, I played on Susan Warner's first record. And I just oh. uh, produced yeah. okay. I just produced her new EP. We did it right here. Um, and I produced two records ago for her, too. It was like a New Orleans record. Can, is, is, uh, uh, we have something from... Do we have something from that? Yeah. Hey, I'll, can I'll, we... This. You finish your story, because I think I'd like to play something from that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so I played on her record when I was 20. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was at the old Morningstar Studios. I remember that. Oh, right on. Cutting the tape. And I remember we came in the control room, and I had just met Glenn. I'm, I work with Glenn all the time now. Like, he hires sure. me, like, his session cat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He came, he's like, hey, do you hear um, the second beat here? Your hi-hat's a little early. Can we just go in and punch that? And I was like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. I knew at that point that I really needed to put myself under the microscope because right. I heard one of the songs was called So Heavy. I was yeah. driving from a, a wedding gig when I was like 19 or 20. I guess I must have been 20. 
and I heard this tune on XPN, and I the tempo picked up. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm just like, oh god, please don't back announce this tune and tell them who I am, because I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I that's funny. That's I started skipping funny. classes for like three weeks at a time yeah. to practice yeah. with like old bop records and a metronome. Uh, well, I, I got well. Listen, man, I got it's on that same topic of rushing and dragging and. Uh, did you ever work with a Russian dragon? Do you guys remember that little piece I of I do equipment? know about it. I've never yeah. encountered yeah. it Joe in real was, life. Joe Hardy in Memphis at Arden loved that Russian dragon. And that was a lesson for me years after I've been playing, But because he would talk about a bridge and want you to be back on the bridge and right. push push certain things. But uh, I, had a, I did this um, Alice Cooper record in 1992, and I was working with... Um, uh, the guy that was in a band called Gumball, Tom, but he did like Sonic Youth and all these punk like indie bands. And my friend John Aniella, I don't know if you ever work with John, but he was the engineer. Engineer. And he, he they fired the drummer, and that's how I got the gig. I got wow. fired. And I was in Philly, and I was on way home. I lived in Woodland Hills, and he called me up because can you swing by track studios and can you you know swing by and cut it? Well, you cut a track for me and I, I didn't know who I was going to work for but it was Alice right. Cooper which wow. was like really cool so I ended up doing this song called Lost in America it was Love like one of those, right so yeah. I, I, but if you listen to it so the producer comes to me and said like oh, I'm working on trying to keep my tempo and what you talked about like playing in time and really just you know what we you know what we do and, and the producer said listen I want you to I want you to rush the ending like like I want you to pick it up I kind of didn't get it, but I was really kind of, uh, oh no, you know, like, okay, you know, you know what I mean? Every little part of my body was like, I don't want to do this. Right. But he goes, I want you to really, you know, <laughs> I get, I, okay, so you want me to sound bad, right? Is that what you want? So, you know, I know what you're talking about. Like, cause like you, you just feel like, oh my God. But I, I look at now when I hear it, if I'm listening to it with somebody, I always tell them, I said, hey, listen, he told me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. trying to follow instructions, you know? And I, it worked out good because I ended up doing the whole album. So I was only coming for a track, so I ended up doing the whole record. But I know what you're talking about with that. I, I, I you know, on one hand, I'm going, okay, I'm, 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 I, I can, you know, follow instructions and I'm going to end up getting a gig. But, you know, um, I, you listen to something, like I, I do a little bit of teaching, and you listen to... Like Charlie Watts out on like on on what is the song? Uh, Honky Tonk Woman. It starts off a one, and he, I mean, you know, like it's like it goes like eight beats. Yeah, it's something like feels crazy. Great. But and it's, but it's, it's gradual. So, it's gradual, yeah. and it's the oh, energy. It's yeah, the energy. That, I'm telling you, sometimes Fred, if you it's so transitions, but it's the stone, so it's great. Anyway, listen, the Sergeant Warner click track. You know what I mean? Those yeah, guys were using a click. No. Hey, listen, I love that story about your doing that. The Susan, was that the Susan Werner thing that you did? Uh -huh. The first one. Uh, hey, Taylor, can we play? Uh, I, I can get used to this. Is that, is that the one yeah. that we have from her? Can we hear that? You walking on the sugar white sand, walking with a shell in your hand. You're in your happy place and me Looking at the sea and the sky Watching all my worries drift by And I'm not gonna chase them mm, Sitting on the beach in the sun Wow mm, so nothing much done I could get used to this I could get used to this I could get used to this All day long And you Sitting in a chair with a Awesome, nice, yeah
I love the, I mean, the that... little swingy stuff on the hi-hat, you know, going and then just the kick snare doing the holding can, it down. You know? Right. Yeah, and you play and you you and your facility is I mean, you got like some stuff going on. When I like again when I was just talking about that video, and then you can simplify, which we all know what you just did was not easy. Right. You know what I mean? That's the a, groove that's was simple. great. You gotta <laughs> hey. you got, like Oh, oh, listen, man, I, I, I got you. I, 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 uh, I might have told you this about this, Fred, too. I was doing this, uh, Eric Bazillion, and I don't know if you've released it yet, but I, I cut a bunch of tracks that he did, uh, these covers that, of, of uh, The Carpenters. And uh, uh, The Carpenters. And, and Alexis Cunningham is singing. And um, I forget which, the, I, and I forget the, the song, but one of the tracks was so back, yeah. you know, yeah. it was like, you know, I, I, it was like, oh my God, you know, and I mean, I've heard the song for years and I, right now I'm forgetting the name of the song. It was one of the biggest songs they had, but it's like the groove. And that one was like, man, it was like focus, focus, and just breathe. Right. It's talked about like, it's, it's an art. It's an ability to pull that off is, um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot. And, you know, after a day of doing a session like that, you, you're you like, man, I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> right? My right? brain hurts. Yeah. Right? right? You know? yeah. yeah. Space. Space is a place. Yeah. I love that about Lowell George. That was yeah. one of his things, oh, you know. Space yeah. is the place. Uh, did you ever check? Were, were you a, 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 a fan of Little Feet at all? Did you huge, check a Huge Richie Hayward fan in general. There you go. Yeah, he was our guy too, Fred and I. Yeah, man. I, I got to know him a little, a little bit, and we yes, hung you out. Did. Well, yeah. I, I, I remember. That I got a great story. Yeah, yeah well, he was late to a oh, gig. That he, one. Oh, you can tell that one. <laughs> he was yeah. with me. He was oh. with you because yeah. I was opening. I was opening yeah. for them. Wow. Yeah. At yeah. Ripley. Yeah. And yeah. he was late because he was down at Dobbs hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was chicken legs. It wasn't little feet. It was after Lowell Pass. Yeah, but it was That's, everybody but but uh, right. That was Catfish Hodge. Hodge was yeah. Hodge was so I played with them right. when I lived in L.A. But I, I was visiting when I first went to L.A. in nineteen. Uh, I think it was seventy eight. I went for a visit, and I went to Richie or or. No, it was 1980. And Richie said, if you ever come out here, come over to my house, which was like, oh, really? Yeah, man. So my friend loaned me her car. My, they were staying with, loan me her car. And I go to Richie Hayward's house, and I'm hanging out with Richie, and my car got, the, the her car was stolen. Oh. <laughs> I remember. I was like, oh, no. Oh, but my goodness. I said, Rich, what the hell? That's crazy. You know? That's Richie, crazy. Didn't, Richie didn't steal it, but but what a great great drummer! Great and he, drummer. you know, used to kind of do these things. Well, I mean, that's why he drove Lowell a little bit nuts because he would be a little bit all over the place. But the the rhythms and the things he it's played, were, uh, ah, it's insane, <laughs> in, 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 insane. That's so cool that you 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 uh, love his playing, man. That's cool. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, yeah. what? I liked his stuff with Robert Plant. Too in the '80s, like little by yep. he played those like these flam fills, right, 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 for like a half an hour at a time, like you know, like a record, like blah 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 blah. Joan arbitrating too, didn't he play some of her stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yo, I just wanna, I wanna, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Eric. I want to talk to you about your first teacher. Oh, Elaine Watts. Yes. Well, actually, my first teacher was. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Elaine Watts. Um, before Elaine, when I lived in Boston, I started taking lessons when I had just turned six. And wow. oh. great Boston blues drummer who played in the James Montgomery band. Oh, yeah. Wow. His name was Chuck Puro. Oh, yeah. And Chuck, man, he took yeah. me on six years old. I didn't wow. even. Music stand. We have one of those kitchen stools, and we would put a wow. book on the thing. Wow! 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 James, I, I knew I, James Montgomery. I, 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 
Great band. Yeah, well, his brother, yeah. I knew his brother, yeah. TJ was good friends with them, and Bobby Chenard played with them for a long time. Oh, right on, that makes yeah. sense. Bobby yeah. played with them for, for a long time, and Danny DiGennaro played with them. Wow. His band, which was ridiculous. Wow. Wow, cool. So, oh, wow. Elaine, Elaine, you mentioned Elaine. Yeah, Elaine. let's talk about Elaine for a minute. Because He's taught all great. You know, tell that's you, what, I'm, that's what I'm getting Andy at. Kravitz, uh, 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 Wolfie, uh, Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Brown. Jerry Brown, Jim Barr. Um, wow. Well, so Elaine was my teacher from third grade into high school. And wow. she taught me, you know, timpani, mallet, snare drum, all the rudiments. Um, and you know, but the funny thing was, I was always a terrible reader until I was about 30. I was like a totally terrible reader. Get out of here. Yeah, and so, no, yeah. it's true. And I would be at the lesson and I would be like squinting, pretending yeah. like, I think you need glasses. Yeah. I, no, I you just. Didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't practice. Did you practice it or you didn't like, did you? Didn't, yeah. You no, know, I was completely. Trying to, <laughs> trying to bullshit her, right? <laughs> I, I, I just, like Jimmy Paxson tells stories about like. Pull okay. that stuff off too. Yeah, it, that's funny. So I'm sorry I interrupted. That so was, you're she was amazing and she got me into you know all these different people. In the meantime, uh Steve Wolf was a friend of mine. Yeah. High school. Yeah. I was yeah. so lucky, man, because I Rats went to Lower Marion, Steve Wolf went to Lower Marion. Yeah, yeah. Later on, Zach Janikian went to Lower Marion. Yeah. 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 Who's like one of my five favorite musicians in the whole yeah. world. Right. <laughs> I just think he's a genius. But yeah. uh, Elaine taught me so much, and she got me into a lot of, you know, real basic fundamentals of being a percussionist. Of course, I I became right. a drummer, you know, like yeah. I ended yeah. up right, right. Puts and stuff. But, I mean, she I love that. tremendous. And her, her house wasn't far from where I grew up. Same. I remember, yeah, I remember walking up Haverford Road one day, and I was going, I think I might have been going to teach a lesson to uh, this kid whose dad was an animation artist who lived basically right next door to her. But for some reason, maybe there was bad blood. I don't know. And I'm walking to his house and all of a sudden I see this lady in front of her garage with all this drum stuff in the garage. Wow. And I'm like, what is wow. going on here? Wow. And I went up and I had like a half an hour conversation with her and I yeah. found out who she was. And this is before I knew you, but I knew Jerry Brown because yeah. in school, every school I went to, I took his place right. in the band. Wow. And those were some big shoes. Oh, they're boots. Let me tell you, man. Boots. It wow. was crazy. Wow. Everywhere I went. Oh, yeah. Jerry just Fred, went to high school. I think I know who that animator is. It was uh, Phil Thierlinger's dad. Thierlinger, that's it. Because you know, it. he lived at the end of the street, and the first session I ever did was actually on guitar, because he had done a little animation thing for MTV, and he saw me in the alley, and he said, "Hey, will you come in and play a little distorted guitar on this?" I was like, "Sure." Like I could play some bar chords. Yeah, 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 yeah. Played like this four chord thing into his Tascam half inch eight track. Oh my god! Wow, Thierlinger, that's who it was. Do you yes. still play? Do you still play any guitar? Are, are, are you, yeah, a lot of guitar, a lot of bass, a lot of keys. Oh, awesome! That's what I did on Susan's record that you just heard. Except Kevin Hansen played the guitars and Susan uh -huh. acoustic. Wow! 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 That whole thing came together, and she called me on December 9th, like last month. Ah. Uh -huh. Um, I started working on it on the 12th, and it was out on stream by January 5th, five songs. Wow. It was insane. Get out of here. Because yeah. it sounded great. Did you Amazing. Did you mix it and do the, how far did, how long did you go with that, with the I process? Took it, I took it all the way to mixing. And then a, a guy named Pat DeCenso in Boston mixed it. Oh, that sounds great. Right on. Yeah, he's right a, on. He's a great engineer. And I, I actually didn't, I didn't really want to mix it. Um, yeah, I hear it. To be perfectly honest, I'm about to upgrade my studio, and before I do that, I recorded that whole thing on my G5 tower from 2006 with a pre-Intel dual-core processor and like a Digi002 rack. Like, I mean, oh. I'm, I'm recording. Oh my! Oh my God! Right, until seven point four. Wow! Wow! Man, could you imagine? What you, I mean, listen. So those drum sounds. Are you 
is that all uh, your mic drums, or are you doing any kind of sound replacement? You know, oh my God, when you get like, because nowadays, like, that's awesome. But I'll tell wow. you, you know, like some of the 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 um, like I don't know if you ever messed around with any of the Slate stuff or any of the stuff that's in the Apollo. There's some stuff that you could do now that like I was eh, a little bit on the fence with it, but they've gotten so good. Oh, yeah. That it's 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 amazing. Oh my God, you're gonna go crazy with this new thing. I can't wait. Well, you know, you have to. I think I had to work harder than I do in a in a studio with a lot. I mean, I have some good outboard gear here, but it's not like you know, I don't have a Neve console or anything. Yeah, right. yeah. I need to work a little harder, but it's. I look at it like tape. You know, yeah. it's like going to tape. It's like you got to instead of EQing on the way in, I'll just move a microphone a little bit, yeah. hit it six times, get the level right, listen back tweak yeah you know? and yeah, then nice. and it's just like one hand on the space bar like <laughs> you know, number three on the keyboard three two cut you know what i mean uh -huh. i i love it man I oh, that's, that's awesome man so where did you Sounds where did you learn your where'd you learn your engineering chops did anybody give you any teaching there or not really i mean i actually i learned it from engineers over the years because i yeah. always knew that that's where i was going to eventually end up it's like Right. Seeing and engineering, you know, I mean, playing too, but yeah. When we were in Los Angeles, and we lived in Woodland Hills too, Dave. Um, Did you really? With Huffamoose. Yeah, we lived. Oh. In, yeah, we lived in a house for two months while Kevin and Craig were doing their overdubs for oh. the record. I, I lived right you know, you know where Winnetka, you know where Winnetka and DeSoto is in, in Woodland Hills? Do you remember? It was, it was like, a, a, I, I remember the In N Out Burger was like <laughs> about a, a mile up the street. Wow. But I, I, but I was uh, invited to, they had this little cool group called the Woodland Hills Drum Club. And it wow. was uh, my buddy Myron Grumbacher lived in oh, the neighborhood yeah. right there. And Myron was one day I'm grabbing, I'm, I'm grabbing a sandwich, uh, a burger sandwich. I'm grabbing a freaking burger. And I ran into Myron and Myron said, oh man, where are you living? I said, I'm right over there. And he said, oh, come, I'm going out tomorrow night. Come with you. I'm going to come introduce you to my friends. And, it, you know, uh, it was like, you know, all these like Greg Bissonette and uh, all these great, great drummers, man. Uh, Vinny might have been there. It was like, it was like walk into like all these guys and there were two drum sets there. It was really pretty, wow. pretty intimidating, but, but it was pretty cool because they were all, right. you know, and I think one guy was bogarting the kit or something there, you know, and think yeah. there's like a famous story where he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave the kit. <laughs> it's pretty funny when you have all that guys like that are so good, you know? So, uh, you mentioned um, when when are you going to go out and play live? When do you, do you have any stuff? Because uh, you have some gigs coming up, I believe, right? I do. Um, I was supposed to play a jazz trio gig with Kevin and Jim on Friday, but it got canceled because of uh, the never-ending pandemic. Um, oh. But I'm, I'm playing actually at 118 North at the end of the month with Kevin and Wally Smith. Oh, oh nice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I'm done. That's yeah. the last Sunday of the month, I think. I, I, I'm doing one uh, with Wally, I think, on the 6th of March. Wally's got this revolving thing. Yeah. Craig, you'll be doing one, too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So, hey, listen, I'm just kind of, I'm supposed to, like, I'm, I'm supposed to go play in Switzerland, uh, which I'm really, I wanted to go. I was going to bring my wife, Dallin, with me, but... Uh, it was supposed to be like about an eight day trip. Now it's whittled down to a five day trip. It's almost like a hit and run in Luzerne. So it's like anybody that's going to, you know, beautiful you guys know place. it's like, it's a beautiful place, but most it of the time is. we're going to be half asleep, right. uh, except for the gig. And we're yeah. supposed to go March 21st to the 25th. And I'm, I'm, I, you know, I got a plane ticket, but I, I don't know. You know how things are. You don't know if it's right. going to. If it's going to happen, you know, so, uh, you know, who knows, but we got our cartage stuff, we got our gear and everything there. So everything will be, will be fine. But I mean, I'm supposed to do seven week tour this summer, starting in June, which is kind of like, uh, I've been, Fred's my, my, my confidant in like, cause I turned, I'm, I'm turning 66, uh, years old next in less than a month. And let me tell you, uh, it, it, it's a little different ball game playing like that, you know, especially if you're like rocking away a little bit. So I'm oh. trying to be help more conscious about my health 
you know, uh, you know, I don't drink. I'm into like trying to be like, you know, better about how I live my life, you know, so I can get out and play. You know, you yeah. got to think yeah. about that stuff, yeah. man. I hear you. Know, you. Because I, I still think like they're going to fire me. You know, you know, stop it. What, yeah, but I still think like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't Keep know you hungry, man. It, yeah. Well, I think it's it's a good attitude in some ways, but yeah. listen, I I, I got to tell you, this happened to me a couple years ago. Maybe it's about five years ago. We were playing when the Hooters play in Europe. We play to a, a, a lot. It's, we get great business over there. I think the week of the show or the day before the show, I think one of the guys, I'm not going to say who, but he said, hey, listen, we're going to we're going to play with a click track because it's just the vocal stuff. Like, you know, it's a studio is one thing, but when you get in front of like 10,000 people and you run a click track and, you know, I, I, I'm saying, okay, I'll go for it. But well, I could if you feel, haven't practiced that way. Hey, listen, Fred, I could feel everybody's adrenaline and it's like, like I, you know, like they're all like, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It was that was the hardest tour I ever I ever did. Like having to do that. Now I'm used to it because right. I make them take the click and hear what they're exactly. Clicking. That's like if, if if you're the only one getting it. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. I don't know if you ever had to do that, like doing any of your shows. You played with a lot of sequencer stuff, right? You yeah. have some stuff that makes it that makes a big difference. But if you're you're in clack 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 in your ears, and it it could be it could be. Uh, Hey, listen, um, I want to play something from Hoffamoose. Okay. Uh, Taylor, can we, uh, uh, so would that be visitation? Yeah. Pretending 
Yeah, buddy. Nice. That's out there, man. That's real nice. That's great. I like it. Beautiful. You know, it's like you got a, you got a, 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 you could tell you guys have listened to like Herbie Hancock records and Miles, you know, it's really. Blair, ever. It's really, really great. That's very cool. That was awesome. And not one fill. Yeah, that's I ninja. love it. You're that's just ninja doing, ninja doing that love. restart loop thing. Boom. boom yeah. You know, the kick yeah. thing. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. That, that that takes so much discipline. And really good. No fill. Just grooving. Yeah. Really nice. You know, you know who's a great for me, a great example of that is if you listen to the um the squeeze tune, um, Tempted. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's never a cymbal crash yeah. until the second pre-chorus. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. It's like, it's oh, like yeah. white, white Room. Ginger never plays a cymbal in but, White Room. He right. all the fills right back into the hi-hat. I'm wondering if they took his cymbals away because he yeah. played like, <laughs> but, Ginger, like no cymbals. But um, uh, uh, that is... Uh, that's that's awesome, man. That's yeah, it's really great. Cool, that was yeah. fun to make. We we did it with a guy named Steve Maglio in Jersey. Oh yeah, I know Steve. Steve. Steve's awesome, and he's a real he's... old friend of Jim. Yes. Know? And we recorded the drums. The only drum that had any muffling on it at all, including the bass drum, was the snare. The bass drum was it was an old blood. Oh. It was uh, 13, 16, 18, ah. and a 22 by 14, and then my superphonic. Oh, and yeah. The drums nice. were completely wide open. The wide bass open. Wide open with no hole in the front. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. closed system. And there was a, you know, a Telefunken dynamic bass drum mic about two feet from the front head. Yeah. And then there were overheads. We had little spot tom mics. I don't even think we used them in the mix. And then... One big old RCA ribbon in the room. Wow. Is that that big room? That big room that they, yeah. uh, and I think they did something with D DJ Bonebreak over there, wow. right? Yeah. Didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you mentioned a Telefunken mic. Our friend John Anthony has a bunch of those cool. Oh, nice. You know. Those are just recorded with him. We're going to be mixing uh, next Friday. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's kind awesome. of a, he's a legend in Philadelphia. With his work over the years, he's really good, knowledgeable, great engineer, great drummer. Yeah, great, great drummer. Great drummer. Great listen, drummer. I, I listen. I I met John. I think I met John um, through Joey Wilson, Freddie. Oh wow. Yeah, I think those whole days back in, you know, that's like giving away our age. Eighties. Talk about the eighties. The eighties. You know? Hey, you mentioned hey. Boston. You 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 lived in. You grew up in Boston. Until I was about eight years old, and then. My uh, my dad's an architect. I mean, not practice anymore, but he yeah. got a job here in Philly. Yeah. Um, working for you remember Food Fair Pantry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was like their corporate my first job. No way. Yeah. My, wow. uncle, my uncle was a uh, union guy. Oh wow. Oh oh, that union guy, like yeah. my neighbor Steve. I can't mention him. Uh, a leg break. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Eric. No, that was it. So we moved. To That's Philly. it. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. Ever since, but I still have great affinity and love for Boston. Uh, 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 what a great town. Yeah. Uh, you know, got up there and played a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did too. We used to go up there. I used to. There was a place called the Metro. Metro there, right by Finway. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think I played the Paradise before, and then a Rat Skeller. I played the Rat Skeller. I remember in 1981, and I I I was playing, and I went and got the ribs there, and I sit next to Roy Thomas Baker and Whoa. the drummer from the Cars, and Whoa. I remember it was like David Robinson. Yeah, and I was like freaking out. I was kind of like, wow, that's the drummer. From <laughs> Me and Kuzma, Fred. Oh, great. Me and Kuzma hanging out, going like, "Hey, really great." We, That's John and I, drove up to Boston together, man. And uh, um, hey, listen, I, I, I love. It. Did you, um, Huffamoose, Eric, uh, Eric from the? Well, I got him. The band that you played. Eric Harvard. Yes, he's friends with you guys, right? Oh yeah, he's been so friends he, with your your singer too, right? He's uh, engineered and done stuff with you. My uh, my first gig in Philly was at Grendel's Lair 
in now. I was 14. And wow. we, we were opening up for Dynagroup. I was playing wow. it with um, Dave Koba. You guys remember Dave? Oh, yeah. Um, Great blues guitar player. Wow. Man. Oh, yeah. And, and his nephew, Pat, on bass. Well, yeah. Pat probably was, like, in diapers back wow. then. Wow. He was wow. alive. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that's amazing. Hey, I saw Michael Brecker play at the uh, at Grendel's. Wow. I, I, that nice. Place, yeah. at, at Hal Gelpin. I saw you play at Grendel's. I used to play there. <laughs> the I Hooters. Play, I used to play every Monday night for about two months I played there. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was Pat Martino. I used to go yep. see Pat every Monday too yeah. before before yeah. you guys. Eric, do you do? Um, are you like affiliated with any drum companies and endorsement stuff like that? Do you have? Uh, that's that's a you know that's where like I I'm, when I see drummers that are like really great like I'm like what what like sometimes it's like are you kidding me like you know you play I see you playing Yamaha drums too right you still do you have a thing with yeah. I I mean I never had a thing with them but I my. My first really nice new drum set was a recording custom kit that I got as a graduation present. Oh, nice. Those bass drums were incredible. Yeah. But then Remember I those? saw a kit and I bought a maple custom kit with an 18-inch bass drum, and that's what I used on the first Huff and Moose record, if you can believe that. It was the only drum set I had. It was 10, 12, 14, 18. And, uh, uh, you have the 10, yeah, like the little the, the, th the three up here and then the one, 10, just, 12. I had two up yeah. here, and eventually yeah. I them over so I could put my ride symbol like in the four-piece position. Oh, wow. Nice. But now I play almost all Gretsch drums. Oh, cool. Not expensive yeah. either. Like, yeah, I have, well, they're, yeah, they're making great drums. Those oh, guys, you know? This little yeah. beep-up kit. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just awesome. It sounds... I, I got a couple of their older kits. I like, I started... I'm gonna probably start getting rid of some stuff, but I got a bunch of drums that I like, you know, I, that I collected over the years. I love going. There's a place called Pocket Percussion, who is a company that, like, I love. My friend Keith, he's my go-to guy if I need something. Like, I can't fix this. I can't fix it on my own. I go, Keith, and it's in there one minute. I'll fix a pedal, do anything. He's really, really good. I've yeah. heard you talk about him at the beginning. It, you should, they just opened up a, let's do a road trip down there. We'll all meet down there. Yeah, yeah, it's right. It's got a new shop there, uh, and uh, it, 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 the old place was in Doylestown, but this place is, is is fantastic, man. And he's got all these. He's got old drums, and he's got you know a bunch of you know some new stuff. But it's not like you're going into Sam Ash or the Guitar Center or anything right. like that. It's like the old school um, places, you know. Right on. So, he's one of your sponsors too, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's he pitches. Well, <laughs> he uh, that yeah. He's he's great. And, 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 and hey, so um. Uh, before we, I, I do want to play. It's visita visitations from the fractals. Uh, it's from Ben Schachter. Ben, Schacht ben Schachter. Yeah, and Ben we, is like. Tell oh, me about Ben. Ben's a Ben was graduate school for me basically. Um, I had just come off the road with Huffamoose, um, and a month later, I hadn't played any jazz in six years. Um, and he called me and he said, "Hey, I, I'm putting together a trio. Would you like to play?" And I was, I said, sure. And I got off the phone and my heart was like, because <laughs> I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I set up my little bebop kit and Lynn and I, my wife, um, we had a little apartment in Havertown, a one bedroom apartment that was like the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> and I figured the only way I'm going to get away with playing drums here is if I play super quiet. So what I did was I would That's put on like, my favorite jazz records at like a listening level that wouldn't bother anybody. And I would practice underneath that volume, and that's how I got nice. jazz touch back. Wow! Wow! Um, yeah, then, well, I, I saw you play. It might have been my, around my birthday, but Dal and I were at dinner, and you were playing. Uh, oh God, who was playing? Who was playing bass that day? Um, oh my God, play with Ray Charles. I know Ray Charles. Yeah, play with Ray Steve Charles. Steve Steph Bestcrone. Yeah. And man, you guys were you guys were great. Okay. Remember, you were like playing like just you know your feel. It was fantastic, man. You know that's great. I have. Can I tell two really quick stories? One about each of you guys. Oh boy. Uh oh. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start with the Dave story. No, this is oh. it's good. So I was a huge Hooters fan. Oh, thank you. And the record Amore okay. was like my favorite record when I was in wow. about eighth grade. Wow. So oh man. Grade. I was in a band. 
with a couple of guys. And do you remember Iota? Like Iota? And oh, Mike? yeah, sure. Well, her name was Marissa back then. We had a band in ninth grade, and we played Amore. We covered it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Man, you, got, you ever record it? Oh, God, no. I mean, there, oh, there's well. a Maxell cassette somewhere. Wow. You know? well, that's, all right. that's awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm, I love that, man. That was a fun record to do. Oh, I still listen to that record. I think it's a great record. Um, Thank you. But later on um, in high school, you guys had a contest with WMMR. Yeah, School for, Spirit. Yeah, and yeah. so I spearheaded the campaign to get all the postcards written. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Wow. And lost by like some small amount to like either Archbishop Carroll or Radner or something. Wow. Wow. I'm so bummed. Because I mean, we would oh. spend our entire lunch breaks writing out these postcards. Oh, oh dude. man. And, and we never came to your school? Nah, but I ah. saw it like five times at the MAM Music Center that summer. Oh, wow. Opening wow. up the logos and yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. NXS. NXS. I was at yeah. all of them. Oh, that's a good that show. Was, that was a yeah. great show. I'll tell you, I love that drummer. John Ferris, because I got yeah, to be he was great, I great drummer. Got to be good friends with him. He right. had a company. All those those Australian cats. Like uh, I don't know if you ever checked out Midnight Oil. Yes, but Rob Hurst. Oh yeah, Rob Hurst. Oh, yes. he, he played this little Ludwig kit, and he yeah. had these barrels of oil. He would play. That was just another thing he would play on. Uh, and man, what a drummer! Uh, uh, Glenn Johns would do their records, and uh, the drums on those records sound amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. well, I want to hear the Freddie story. That's really <laughs> nice. I'm touched by that. Oh, oh man, good. I'll me tell the too. guys. Shoot, yeah. So yeah. Freddie, for me, like Freddie, uh, you're like in the pantheon of greats of like, um, you know, Ziggy from the Meters and Charlie Watts and like all the guys that have like that voodoo. And the first time I ever heard you play Freddie was at the Rusty Nail. Oh boy. <laughs> and, oh man, well, I'm sure we were both in bad shape that night. That was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but you're, I walked in and I heard this groove, and it was like I was taken out of my body. It was like that in between uh, that was like a little swung, like the NRBQ kind of vibe. Oh, Tommy, yeah, man. Yeah, what? Wow. It was like, oh my God, what is this? Because, like, I was playing all this crazy jazz stuff, but it was starting to not mean as much to me as, like, just yeah. Yeah. like the slinky voodoo pocket, you know, like, what is right that on. in between? Right and I was just so blown away. Like, I, I thought I didn't even want to play because it, it was when Eric uh, uh. was at Subterranean, whatever thing at the Rusty Nail, and he would set up all this furniture. It was such a great hang. Oh, wait, like, was great... I playing with Tommy Comwell that night? Who was I playing with? You know, I don't even remember because I don't think I even noticed anybody else. I was so fixed. Oh, that's great. <laughs> wow. That's it really great. Life. It was like, yeah. wow, yeah. I got to start thinking about how, like, what what's my right hand doing? Because it was just going. Yeah, yeah. Right how hand. you played a hi hat. It was slinky. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had this kind of like. Yeah. I don't know. It was so cool. It, oh, it, it, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up about your right hand because yesterday. Freddie, I, I, I was I did this session yesterday, and I was I, I I bring my cymbals with me, especially, and I bring a pedal and I bring a snare just in case. But I got up and I there were these. I have knock on. I got a Zildjian. They they've been a great company that I've been associated with, and they, I got 14s, 15s. I got a pair of 16s that are really yes. cool because they kind of like I love that. <laughs> I but love I it. don't have a set of 13s anymore, and there's that great set of 13s in Elm. They're just okay. thin, and they are almost like, hey, man, you're right, and you it makes you think, and it's it's just like you can, it, they're amazing. I mean, I was matter of fact today, I got to contact those guys. I'm either going to swap a set I have or just buy a set right from on. them, you know, because they were just freaking great. But you know, like there's so they many great, great companies, Manella, Minel, you know. Hey, Mine by the way, you just did. You were working at Gradwell, right? Yeah. Did you try those Minel symbols that they have? Those hi hats? Hats. I use them every time I'm there. I played on uh, Winkle's record. Right. Van right. Winkle. And yeah. There, and I said, "What the hell are these hi hats?" Right. They're incredible. Nice. They're, they're nice. dry, but they're crispy, but they're trashy, but not too trashy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're yeah. amazing. Those yeah. are like the the stuff of legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, those, those hats. I walked in. I was, Gonna put mine up, and I go, "What are these?" And I just, I just hit. It. I went, "Oh, wow!" You know, that's great. That's great. 
Hey, did we we didn't play? Listen, we're getting near to uh, uh, visitation. Can we can we can we can we pop that up there, my man Taylor? You got that? Where we? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, but Oh, that's BPM is that? <laughs> That's fast. That's fast. Oh Where did you where did you do that? Oh man, it was a studio in North Jersey. Um, wow. It's like, like a jazz kind of spot. Um, yeah, gotcha. that I, is playing. That's marvelous, man. Really great. I, I don't think I could do that right now because I was yeah. You got so you gotta, much. Yeah, that was like yeah. twenty years ago. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just like and also we were playing four or five times a month with that. Yeah. That trio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had um yeah, Tim playing and Gary Bartz played on that record. Whoa. And and Jeff yeah. Lee Johnson, who was oh, wow. biggest yeah. who, like, who played bass? Uh Micah Jones. Oh, oh. right on. Wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah, his son. Huh? It doesn't he have a son. Oh, no, you're thinking of Mike Boone. Oh, oh okay, Mike Boone, I'm sorry. Yeah. His I, son. Played, I played a lot of gigs with Mike Boone. I've I've been lucky, man. I got to play with all these great bass players in Philly who really like wow. Mike Boone really schooled me. Yeah. Played about a thousand gigs together and a lot wow. of them were weddings, if you can believe wow. it. Yeah. And man, playing, you know, it was really lucky and I get to play with Chico Huff and Best Grum. My yeah. man Stager. Stager. I and was then, gonna like, say on that that Huffamoose song, he's just and I've done a bunch of sessions and live gigs with Jim. He like locks it down, man. You don't have to worry about where it is. He's yeah. you know where it is. Yeah. When we play, wow. it's just like old wow. shoes. Wow. You know? wow. Yeah. 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 Hey, so all good things have to come to an end. And I, I listen, man. I, 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 I th thank you for coming. Yeah. On. You know, thank you. It, it was a real honor to have you on. You're doing yeah, such buddy. great playing. Uh, you know, just keep it up. And and and, and listen, you know, Fred and I were meeting up for lunch, you know, before this whole thing happened, was sometimes a little diner, we'd find a place. You gotta come hang with us and, oh, yeah. you know, just have a, I'm you there. know. He, order, he orders something healthy and I get like, you know, double <laughs> order of potatoes and, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still a pig when it comes to eating. I gotta I got get little better. Lush. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hey, listen, uh, but thank you. I, I really am an honor that you came on the, on the podcast uh, and, and you're doing beautiful work. And, yeah, man. And, and keep on, uh, you know, doing the, the great work. And, you know, I, I wish you all the best. Freddie, you're my man. Thank you, brother. Brother from another. Yeah, man. Another. Both all right. We hope we'll get to work and get all the good stuff happening. Okay, Taylor, I want to thank our sponsors, School of Rock. Uh, Dave, Dave Marsh, Rick Allison, Kroger Percussion, uh, it's Eric Metz. I want to thank Keith over there at the Pocket Percussion. You got to go check him out, man. That's on Willow, Willow Grove. I don't have the address right in front of me, but he just moved. Pocket Percussion is killer. And listen, 
from in the pocket, I will say, uh, have a great afternoon. Thank you. See you next time. All right.